Hey, everybody. Good morning and welcome to Don't Unfriend Me Saturday edition. Oh, media bias, that horrible, horrible thing that we all know is media bias. Which news source is accurate? Which one's false? Which one's blowing sunshine? I don't know, but I have a story that's apropos to both. The Archbishop of Canterbury decides to come overseas into the wonderful United States of America. And as he's on his private jet and flying across and ready to pull into LaGuardia, uh, his advisor leans over and says, I want you to be very careful with the American media. They're different than ours. They they don't necessarily see things the way we do. And uh, you are an archbishop and you have a reputation to uphold. And he says, yes, yes. And he says, okay. As they land, the media is there and all the giants are there. NBC, Fox News, ABC, CBS, MSNBC, CNN, C-SPAN, Whatever, I may have said some twice, but they're all there with their flashing bulbs. And the archbishop comes up and gets to the microphone and the podium. And the first question is fired across the bow. And the man says from CNN, Archbishop, what do you think of all of the brothels in the United States and Manhattan? And the archbishop reflects quickly and says, I better not go ahead and stick my foot in my mouth. And he says, are there any brothels in Manhattan? And the next day, the headline reads, the first thing that the archbishop asks as he gets off the plane is, are there any brothels in Manhattan? It's going to be a good show for you folks. Hang in there. We'll be right back. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whatever it is, doesn't really matter. Whatever time you're listening to this, it's a recorded show, so it doesn't really matter. My name is Matt, and I am with Don't Unfriend Me, a little show I put together to talk about news, talk about current events, talk about politics, and sometimes it can get a little left or a little right or somewhere down the middle, but either way, all I ask is that you don't unfriend me. We are going to be talking about media, the bias in the media. And honestly, I'm ticked off, man. To get me to record on a Saturday with my allergies killing me is is just frustrating. I I just I can't stand it anymore. And you know, I hear all the time, how do you watch Fox News or how do you watch CNN? And first of all, I seldom watch either or neither. And and the reason being is because I'm aware enough to understand that there is immense bias. And we're going to uncover which one is more and which one's not. And I'll try to defend Fox News a little bit today. Uh, Because when you see how grossly outnumbered they are, I think it's going to open up your eyes. Now, I want to go back to something that we all remember, which was um, MTV and VH1. Everyone remembers that. MTV was, was purchased by Viacom. MTV used to have a lot of videos on it and music, you know, music television, amazing concept. But something happened is that their programming, people stopped watching videos. And after they watched them once or twice or three times, there were only so many times you could watch Madonna rolling around on the floor and singing like a, like a prayer and, you know, offending half of white America. She made out with a black guy in a church. And then you kind of just said, eh, I've seen it. 
So you would switch back and eventually watch something else, another channel. So Viacom had this noble concept. Let's create something called reality TV. And MTV was born and everybody was hooked. And then they went to MTV2 and MTV3. And then they started doing secondary channels. And ultimately, MTV became a monopoly and everybody watched MTV. But people did say one thing. I kind of miss music. So VH1 came in. And VH1 was fantastic. During that time, it was a little bit slower, more of the low end, not as high budget. MTV had all the high budget uh, uh, publishers but or producers, but didn't necessarily have all of the glitz and glam. But VH1 did put some solid stuff in over time. And overall, it was a little bit slower, but hey, it was, it was fun to watch. You actually got to watch music again. And MTV didn't like that. So MTV started going ahead and putting music back on MTV2 and then made it exclusively for music. Then they created G4 TV and a few other, which is a video game network, and, and then put cops and other shows on there, married with children, whatever, that had nothing to do with anything. Ultimately, all it did was just draw people in to watch a bunch of junk, and it stopped being what it was supposed to be. VH1 eventually collapsed and so did MTV and although still around today is not even a fraction of what it once was. This is the best description that I can give you about what's happened to the national media. A once great that believed in stating what was the fact and what was the news versus editorials. And the editorial was meant for the bottom of your driveway when you picked up the newspaper and there was a section called the editorial section. And you knew that that was all the stuff that was full of crap and just opinion. And most people didn't read it. But during the Gulf War, something changed. The first Gulf War. When the Gulf War happened, they realized that they could have put reporters live in the field with satellite technology. And this created a drama reality TV experience, the same thing that MTV had captured. And the media started signing off on this and realizing that with the first Gulf War, people were watching 12, 16 hours a day during their days off. It was incredible. And then obviously 9-11 created the same phenomena. And when that happened... It changed. And if you if we can all agree on that and just embrace and hug on that fact that media has changed from the yesteryear, it has. So when that happened, what we saw was an immediate focus on advertising and keeping the viewer engaged. And I've talked about this, that you can switch the channel when you're watching your favorite news station and then when the the commercial comes on switch to the opposing and the and the sinks the, the commercials will be synced and that's to keep you engaged so you can't possibly be sucked in by another channel they say that to be sucked in by another channel that it only takes a viewer to watch another station two to three times a week and then their opinion can start changing and they'll start seeing the inconsistency and this is the real woke movement where there are people who are flip-flopping to either side, and this is the demographic that these stations are trying to capture, and they hopelessly do not want you to watch the other station. Hence why Fox is going to a subscription service with Fox Nation, and CNN and MSNBC are following suit, because then you don't flip the channel, then it's subscription-based, then they don't need to put in commercials, and then there's no chance for you to flip the station or flip onto a different channel until somebody comes up with a way to do that. So now that we can say that, let's dive into a few things. And this is going to be interesting because ultimately my job is not to, to, to preach to you and give you a, a slideshow presentation, but I've been asked 
to keep talking about this stuff. So gosh darn it, we're going to go ahead and make that happen. Let's go to the first thing and let's talk about the first slide that I've got. And it's interesting. We take a look. This is large differences in the news sources trusted by Democrats and Republicans. Okay. And if you take a look at all U.S. adults, it'll show you that there's a real 50-50 split on trust for ABC being the highest and then CNN, <laughs> NBC, CBS, Fox News, PBS, BBC, New York Times, and MSNBC, which is interesting because I think BBC has a lot more um, accurate information than any of those stations, but that doesn't matter because we don't trust the English and we have good reason not to. But when we go to the middle column, I want you to look at all of the Democratic-leaning stations. CNN, NBC, ABC, CBS, PBS, New York Times, BBC, MSNBC, Washington Post, NPR, uh, Time, Wall Street Journal, and USA Today. It shows you that they do have Democratic leanings, but they also are very independent. But if you take a look at Republicans and what they watch, it's really Fox News and ABC. There are no stations so much for the Republican viewer. It is all owned by liberal sources. And if you look at 92% of actual journalists who are registered to vote today, who are either Democrat or Republican and not independent, you know, because you have to have a backbone and independents don't, can't pick a side. I'm joking with my independent people. But you look at that and almost 92% are registered Democrats. You look at the money donated, more news stations and newscasters and editorialists and columnists and reporters donated to Hillary Clinton than any other candidate in history. There is an obvious bias in the left media. Now, I'm not going to say that it's not at Fox 2 because I will show you why it is, but I will explain why we break it down to the person, and it's an interesting dichotomy. We take a look at this, CNN, MSNBC, and Fox, uh, MSNBC and Fox cover the news. I want you to take a look at how many times Fox, if we can see this, I'm going to go over my face real quick. Fox, 36,000 times are the number of uses they are averaged to say Trump. And that is in the entirety of the presidency of President Trump. You would think Fox would say more than that. MSNBC, 76,000 times, and that's probably 30,000 from Rachel Maddow. And CNN, 50,000 times. Trump was the number one word used on those stations. And the interesting thing is, was it positive or negative? That really doesn't matter. The point is, is that Trump is the number one talk topic on every news station in the United States. And you can also see that Fox says it a heck of a lot less than those other two stations. So if there is bias one way or the other, and we say that Fox is pro-Trump and those other two are not anti-Trump, it's interesting. Why does Fox say talk about Trump less than? Interesting. All right. So we go to the next one. Here are three headlines that are completely different. I've told you about this. I only use the Newswire. And the Newswire essentially is AP News, which is eyewitness news that is essentially thrown out without filter, that is raw, that says an, an aircraft carrier is sinking off the coast. And you're like, which coast? Well, we don't know. It's just an aircraft carrier sinking off the coast. And then you'll see that as a red flash traffic. And then it may get downgraded because it wasn't a carrier. It was a small fishing vessel. So it turns down to yellow. 
And then ultimately, it wasn't a fishing vessel. It was a two-seater boat, and there's really nothing to see here. Both were rescued by the Coast Guard, and everything's fine. It turns green. You will get flash traffic, and it's unfiltered. And I, I can literally watch it change in front of my eyes. And here's an example. CNN posts this. Key witness reveals staffer overheard President Trump asking Ambassador Sondland about investigations. So CNN is leading it to be that there's this huge conspiracy and corruption going on. Fox says the deep state against Trump from the, uh, from the start on Russia. So it's the deep state. It's this unknown shadow government inside our government that's after Trump. And then MSNBC says testimony on first day of impeachment hearings ties Trump to Ukraine pressure. Three completely different ways of saying nothing. None of that lines up. But here's the problem is that all 16 liberal stations will all say a version of that and Fox will say something completely different. So the Republicans are hearing one thing. The liberals are hearing another. And what does that create? Well, it creates completely differing opinions on a subject where we don't know what the truth is because we're editorializing. We're no longer reporting the news. And reporting the news would be further information came out on investigations of the president of the United States. Details are murky. Keep a, we will keep you informed as events occur. Simple. You don't have any fact. You don't have any supposition. You're just going, this is what we know. This is what we've read. This is what we've seen. We will let you know what else comes out in the future. But that's not what happens. We start interlacing it with supposition and a little bit of derision. And then we have a gotcha headline, which gets people to click or stay. And that is ultimately the point. If we take a look at this one, which is interesting, consistent conservatives more likely to have close friends who share political views. 36% in total. The dark red is most close friends share my views on government and politics. The pinkish, uh, I don't know what that would call, uh, Merlot, I, I, don't, I don't know what that is, Chablis. Some close friends share my views. And then the light pink is I don't really know what most close friends think. If you look at consistently conservative, 66% think that most of their friends share their views. Mostly conservative starts to drop down, mixed, mostly liberal, and consistently liberal, it starts to go back up. That's really not the interesting thing. That's pretty safe. Your friends are either decided or undecided, and most people are not down the middle. That's completely normal for Republicans. But I want you to look at the likely people who are liberal who drop a friend because they are consistently liberal consistently conservative or down the middle, mostly conservative. Now, isn't that interesting? Why is that? Why are they almost as equal for people who are consistently conservative? They kick them off their friends feed or consistently liberal, which they are. Why do they boot their own friends who discuss politics? And now that's interesting. And I want to get to that one because that's probably the most interesting diagram. If you think about it, it's simple because the news media, even the channels all say the same thing. And they say it constantly, ad nauseum, endlessly. And even liberals who believe in the democratic principles get sick and tired of hearing the same stuff over and over. And it's shoved down their throats. That's why the media coming up in the next slide is one of the least trusted out of all the, the major influencers in politics. 
So even liberals defriend conservatives quite a bit, but they also defriend people who are extreme, which shows that the middle, which is pretty much 92% of all people in the United States who have liberal and conservative leanings, which is most everybody, all agree that they don't want to hear it. That they don't want to hear about Antifa and the alt-right and BLM. And they don't want to hear about the KKK and white supremacists. And they don't want to hear how Trump is this and that and Russia, Russia, Russia. And Nancy Pelosi has bad teeth. They, they, they don't care. They don't care. And that proves it. And when they get somebody who's on their side talking about it too much or someone against them, they just defriend them. And that's what liberals do. And I can tell you because every liberal that I know has pretty much defriended me minus like 10 people. And I am pretty down the road. I'm a Trump supporter, but I can see both sides. And I often challenge both sides. Maybe not equally. I'm not going to say that. But definitely do it. So we go into this next one, which is also interesting. Concerns about media bias. Now, this is where we go into. I'm sorry, guys. I'm cutting off my head. This is where we go into the, the lack of trust for the media. If you take a look that the dark green is the news most other people are getting might be biased. The black is the news that you get might be biased. People are actually less concerned across the board. High schoolers don't care either way because they don't get news. But look at that. Look at the black color. Those are people who are, are like, oh, I don't care if my news is biased, but I certainly care if the people who I'm against get biased news. What? How is, look at the numbers, 73, 72, 68, 64, 52, 64, 73, 77. We're talking college educated people are saying, I don't care if the news that I get biased, as long as it says what I believe. But if Joe across the street, who is a Trump supporter, he better not be getting biased news because only my news is real. Holy ignorance, Batman. Can you, I mean, that is right there is probably the one of the most telling reasons why we are so polarized as a country. One of the last ones I want to show you is also just so telling. The blue is a great deal of confidence. The gray is only some and hardly any confidence is red. In our military, we unilaterally agree that we have some confidence or a great deal. Law enforcement, universities is starting to sway. Supreme Court is 50-50. Executive branch is actually higher than I thought. But look at that, the press. The press. They have less confidence in the press than Congress. It is the most hated and despised institution on this planet. People trust the media less than they trust the Congress or the President of the United States. Folks, if that doesn't tell you something, nothing will. What does that mean? It means that you are getting information from someone you don't trust and you're okay with it. As long as they say what you believe. How do you know CNN is true? How do you know MSNBC is true? How do you know Fox is true? Because they agree with you. And that's the only reason you watch them. That is all stats and those are stats that are 100% unbiased. Harvard University. You might go, oh, Harvard, blah, 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 blah. The Pew poll. The Gators poll. Associated Press. BBC. These aren't the people who did those polls. These are actual institutions of people segmenting 
tens of thousands of people, not 100 or 75 or 200 like we talked about last night. This is research over 15 to 20 to 30 to 40 to 50 years. I'll cite every source for you and you can say to me, well, that's bias. No, it's not because it's actually talking about everybody, independents, Republicans, Democrats, and everything in between. If you're one of those people that goes, well, that's fake news. Well, then you are the person I'm talking about because I don't post fake news. There's nothing there that says liberals are bad and Republicans are good. It just says that humanity and Americans are ignorant. That's what it says. And you are an American and you, unfortunately, more than likely, if you fall into that left or right column, have some sort of ignorance about what you're consuming. This is no more evident than it was over the last couple days with the emails for Joe Biden and Hunter Biden, and nobody on the left knows anything about it. You should have seen it during the debates. He brought it up. Trump brought it up. Did you see what every newscaster did? I'll make this a show. Every channel, CNN, MSNBC, the pundits who were on Fox, everybody went, what emails? What's he, what's Donald Trump talking about? I have no idea. This must be propaganda from Russia. It's Russia. It's always Russia. Why is it always Russia? Bullshit. It's always Russia. There is absolutely 100% no truth to what they're telling you. They all know. They've seen it. And they've said, suppress it. Don't bring it up. It hasn't been on any news station. So, of course, the people are going, what's Trump talking about? These emails. We haven't heard anything on your station. So all of the pundits are now covering CYA and going, we don't know. This is so. This must be Russian hoax. Oh, it is. 50 intelligence officials who have all denounced Trump over the last four years, who hate him, who no longer work in the know and no, have, no longer have active security clearance and briefings because Trump yanked that from all of them because they were releasing it to CNN and MSNBC, have no idea if it's real or not. The only person we should trust is the current administration and the current investigators and our own common sense. It is real or I wouldn't have posted and I held it for two days and didn't talk about it until I was 100% sure with no equivocation that that computer and the emails is real and not Russian propaganda. Now, how it got into our possession very well could be, but that doesn't change the fact that the information is leaked, just like it doesn't change the fact that when President Obama was spying on millions of Americans and, and, and Mr. Uh, Snowden stole confidential information, which I don't condone, and then released it. He should be tried for treason. But now that the information's out there, we should not ignore it. This is the problem. Fox is like, we've confirmed it. We've done this. We've done that. And nobody believes them. Why? Because they're outnumbered. And there is this huge, huge effort for both channels to despise the other. Folks, I don't know what else to tell you. You want to feel better about yourself? Get your head out of CNN and Fox News. It's not going to help you. It's not going to make you smarter. It's not going to help you understand things. Honestly, what it should do is teach you how to see the signs that people are misleading you. I watch both for that reason. I check the AP. I check the Newswire. I check the BBC. I check every news source, and then I see how they're going to spin it. 
And the Joe Biden story is absolutely the perfect example. It's being suppressed by Twitter, by Facebook. It's not shareable. And if it is, it's from third-party sources because the post has been blacklisted. This is absolutely against our First Amendment. If you are an American, how can you possibly defend these channels just because you agree with what they say? That's not loyalty. It's not that my enemy of my enemy is my friend. This isn't the Cold War. This isn't the, the, the Mongolian infiltration of society. This isn't the Romans marching and throwing Christians into pits with lions. The enemy of my enemy is not my friend. The enemy of my enemy is still my enemy until they show worthiness to earn my trust and respect. And you're simply laying down with fleas because you feel that everyone else is doing it. You're going to pick up fleas as well. That's the way the adage works. It's not lay down with fleas and come out clean or swim through a river of caca and come out clean the other side. Not all of us have a Morgan Freeman narrator and Tim Robbins's rock hammer. Tim Robbins, we don't get to do that. What you're being fed is disinformation. Here's another example. The debates. You had a, a moderator from a left channel with Hillary Clinton gave the answers. She was given the answers to some of the questions. And we all know that I'm not, I'm not going to get into personal accusations because I don't want to get my butt sued. But we all know a particular DNC head chair gave some information and she has purple hair to HRC. We know that there's been bias. Anybody who watched Savannah Guthrie, the questions were absolutely leaning to catch Trump. She interrupted him. She slammed him. Good for her. I don't really care. Welker, all those questions were absolutely there to design to hurt Trump and make supposition and subtle nuance in the questions. Whether they turned his mic up way too loud so you could hear him sniffle. I'm not saying Trump doesn't deserve any of this. I'm just letting you know it's not professional. More importantly, take a look at how things were spun. The day after the debates, the news media cleaned up for Joe Biden, even though he did lie about four things blatantly. Fracking was one of them. The predators comment, even though he didn't say super predators, that was Hillary. It was a masterful stroke by President Trump because people don't remember who said what. They just know what was said. Remember, Maya Angelou said it best. People don't remember what you say. They always remember how you make them feel. So by him saying super predators, they took it from Hillary and put it right on Biden. It was kind of a clever move. But the point is, wasn't true. But he did say predators, and he did say, I don't want to put my kids in jungles, and he did say, if you vote for Trump, you're not black. He has said some horrible things, but the media will never talk about it. You have 12 days to wake up. Sudan just signed on the Middle East Peace Agreement. United Arab Emirates, Saudi Arabia, Israel, and the Sudan. What do you want? What do you want from this guy? What do you want him to do that he hasn't done? They said it would be impossible. They said there was no way he would make peace in the Middle East. There's no way companies would come back. There's no way he would get a wall up. There's no way he would get ISIS. There's no way he would reinstitutionalize the VA. There's no way that the space program made any sense. There was no way to hit 4.2% gross national product. I could go on and on. 
You've got 12 days to wake up. You've got 12 days to start doing some research and deprogramming and cleansing your mind. Stop cleansing your body with fruit drinks and blended concoctions and go on your fasted diets and your gluten-free detox and do that to your mind. Go get a healthy dose from a library card or an Amazon book subscription and start researching, start reading, start with one topic and become a master of that topic and then move on to something else. It's what I've done my entire life because I wasn't the smartest. I wasn't the strongest. I was a dumb kid that got picked on because I was weak. Don't be weak. Don't believe everything you hear and see because most of the time all they're trying to do is sell you CoQ10 or gluten-free tampons. It's all about money, power, and votes. You already don't trust the media. You already don't like the media. So why in God's name are you listening to people from the media? These are the same people that told you Trump didn't stand a chance. This is the same people that said that he was going to quash LBGTQ rights, that he was going to take away abortion, that he was going to create racist policies. He did none of that. Why are you listening to the same people now when they're saying he's losing, that he's behind in the polls? He was behind the polls last time. It's the exact same thing. Remember, Freud didn't say doing the exact same thing over and over and expecting a different result is the definition of insanity. This is the definition of insanity. Free your mind. Stop listening to the media. They are lying to you and there is no noble cause out there trying to inform you. They are creating delusion. Thanks, everybody. Got a little fired up. Oh, what a day. Veteran Crisis Line, 1-800-273-8255-PRESS-1. I appreciate you, folks. Thanks for listening today. 22 veterans a day commit suicide. They are our number one resource. We have to take care of them. We have to protect them. Need your help. If you have a problem, if you see a veteran, if you are a veteran, give me a message. I'll get on that phone call with you. I'll, I'll fly out there. Whatever it takes to help our brave men and women of the armed forces. It's too important. I will see you tomorrow. Pace yourselves. Don't unfriend me. It's just my opinion. Make sure to throw me a like and a share. Have a good day.